Welcome to It Hurts to Be Pretty podcast. I'm Angel Renee, host of It Hurts to Be Pretty and owner of Angel Aesthetics. And I'm Lexi. I need a new intro. We need a new intro. I'm Lexi. I'm sexy Lexi. <laughs> no, um, no. No, I'm excited to be back. Lexi thought it has been weeks since we've been back, but really she has selective memory. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yesterday I had a meeting with my CFO. Tell me about it. And, you know, all things finances. And then I'm thinking she's going to give me advice that is like profound and inspiring. And she said, can I tell you something? Uh-oh. Like, yes. And if you know her, Sarah, she's very direct. And she said, you need a fucking boyfriend. <laughs> that was her advice. She said, I spend too much time working and it's consuming my life. And that I need a She's not wrong. And I just was like, oh, but I want him to fall from the sky. She's like, you know, she's older. So she's like, get on Match.com. I'm like, ew, that's where Dateline happens. People haven't used, do people use Match? I don't want to offend anyone, but that's like if, you know, my mom know, was to I'm find a new husband. Match. Anyway, I am I think I'm going to start dating more and be a little more open to it. But anyway, what did you do this weekend? Okay, I, I know I've said this before on the podcast, but if you have a man... Please email podcast at skincarebyangel.com. I'll do the vetting process. And we want to set you up. What's your t- Tell them what's your type. Tall, dark, and handsome. Or just handsome. Nice. Now, actually, I'm done with the handsome. I want kind, funny, smart, loves what he does. But he has to be hot. And B-D-E. Yeah. We all know what that means. Well, B. Okay. All right. What did I do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? Um, We gardened. Cute. (laughs) We gardened. Yep. And um, I went to a show. My friend, shout out CJ. He's an up and coming DJ in Denver. Nice. So it's really fun. Yeah. Good times. Well, like a DJ. uh, Is it like a rave? It's like house music. Back in my day, it was the rave. Yeah, it's rave. Yeah, it's like that. Um, I can't really drink or eat a lot of foods or be hungover. I think we'll do a full episode on my health journey and how it affected my skin, but it's pretty fucking boring going to a club, not wasted. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Oh, well. Today on the podcast, we are talking about trends of 2022. Yeah. So we basically compiled the most common trend predictions that dermatologists, estheticians, skincare experts predicted were going to be trending in 2022. So we're going to talk about the four most overlapping um, trends I saw through articles and let's get into it. First of all, I can't even believe that we're halfway through the year. Isn't that weird? It's weird. Six months until 2020. What year is it? <laughs> 2024 is next year? No, 2023. We're robbed of a year, so that's why it feels a little weird. But we're halfway through the year, so I want to hear these predictions. I want to, you know, kind of see what's trending, what's not, and if it's really come to pass. Okay. First one, people are going to be working on repairing their skin barrier. So what that means is less harsh ingredients, less actives, and really creating the strength within your barrier. And that's barrier. the first prediction, the skin barrier. Yep. Okay, I I say that's true because if you look at, on TikTok, people are putting yogurt on their face. They're putting are they? um, more gentle little facial tools. Gua sha is a big thing, and that all kind of protects the skin barrier. So 
I would say that's pretty true. And I want to talk about what people might see on their skin or feel on their skin if their barrier is impaired. So personally, I went through an intense skin journey where whether it be environment, diet, products I was using, my barrier was destroyed. It was dry, constant rashes. I was getting dandruff in my eyebrows and any product I put on, my skin would burn. So burning, tingling, itching could definitely indicate a compromised barrier. Yeah. Or, you know, too much of anything is never good. So you have people who always use too many acids. I see them in the office all the time. They want to do laser and laser, more laser, more microneedle. It's like you have to give your skin a chance to actually heal and repair itself. The skin automatically, when it feels attacked, is going to start repairing itself. So you think about it, it's trying to repair, and then you hit it again with an acid or a laser or um, something abrasive on the face, then your skin's kind of like, okay, I'm trying to keep up here. And then that's when it becomes red, itchy, sensitive, flaky, dry. So I agree with that 100%. I think it's trending. I think the health of the skin is super important. So yeah, I agree with that. I want to talk about my advice to someone who is trying to heal their barrier. In my opinion, cold turkeying off all active ingredients is the best way to go. Keep it super gentle. You have to have a strong barrier to look healthy and look glowing. So cold turkey off all that shit, it could take up to three months or more. So when I first started the cold turkey process, I thought my skin was back at a healthy place. It was looking plump, dewy again. So after a month, I slapped um, an acid you know, at home peel on it. And the next day woke up in a full fledged rash. That's not the case for everybody. However, if you are using too much acids, too, too many exfoliating products on your skin, take a step back, eliminate some things. Or like you said, if it's super rashy or irritated, we have our clients just go very simple, which is gentle cleanser, omega six, you need to heal your skin. Yes, lipids and healing ingredients within your moisturizers. Once your barrier is repaired, I would recommend not exfoliating more than once a week. You know, there's so many different types of exfoliating products on the market, but especially with those abrasive bead-like exfoliators, definitely no more than one time a week. Next prediction. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) That refillable skincare packaging is going to be the hot new thing. And introducing Kim K. Skin. Skin by Kim, baby. <laughs> Look, everyone was DMing me saying, you should give a review on on her new product line. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? I think that she is a genius. I think she's a billionaire. And she is diamond in on her name, whether it be through clothing, through skin, through hair. Uh, do I think it's the best thing in this world? No. I don't even have to know what's in it to know it's not. But listen, she's not going to have shitty products. If you have healthy skin and you want to try something in your in your early 20s, try it. See if you like it. If you're my age and you're over your 40s and you think you're going to look like Kim Kardashian by using her products, you're fooling yourself. Good so. luck, buddy. <laughs> so again, take a step back and say, hey, I want to try these products. What do I think? You know, it's it's basic stuff like a scrub, an oil, a moisturizer, a cleanser. And they say they use words like yummy and it feels so good and refreshing. So I think she's a genius by using products that you can refill because some people are aware of like, hey, I don't want to be wasteful and have a bunch of boxes and 
listen, I I could care less. I mean, I love the earth, but you know, I am I thinking about refilling my same product? No. I, I also like to try different products as well, so I can't see foresee myself using the same product for the next ten years. However, I do think she's a genius in kind of forefronting that. Um, I don't really see too many people. However, she is getting scrutinized in the media for copying mm-hmm. Lori Harvey's skincare line, which again, you see all these celebrities coming out with yummy skincare. Again, take a step back and say, what kind of skin do I have? Can my skin tolerate this? Do I want to try it because it's someone I love? Whatever. So that's my take on it. No, and I agree. I honestly, I <laughs> this is embarrassing, but I had to Google how refillable skincare packaging works. I'm like, do you ship it back? Do you like, yeah. I, I didn't get it. So I'm still not 100% sure how Kim does it, but the movement now, you can either send your products back to the company and they'll clean out everything that's um, remaining in there and then they'll refill it in a sanitary way, ship it back to you. And then you're using dish soap on your face until it comes in or? Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's, I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I've done that, but maybe I have. She's done it, guys. It's terrible. <laughs> Christmas you hand know soap. What? I will admit Christmas time of 2020, did I own my own med spa? Yes, I did. Do I have my own line? Yes, I do. Did I use dish soap on my face? Yes. And do you live half of a block away from the office? You sure do. You sure do. Oh, my God. I used dish soap on my face. You know, it was the Christmas kind. So fucking She's getting festive in the middle of summer. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about barrier repair. (laughs) Yeah. um, Anyways, I've asked for forgiveness. Next one. (laughs) Okay. This is my favorite trend prediction. And I have to agree with it. And, you know, since Uh we're talking about my weekend at the house show, skin trend predicted as microdosing. So, you know, (laughs) there might be... (laughs) I microdosed, I was taking mushrooms. Yeah. So... (laughs) There's no mushrooms or LSD in your moisturizer. Explain to me how this goes. So it's basically a theory that by introducing fewer active ingredients in your products and cocktailing certain active ingredients in your products. There's less likely irritation. Your skin's able to tolerate it more. And the actives are targeted to go do what they need to do, where they need to be. I'm okay with that. I think that's awesome. I cocktail my stuff. I cocktail my treatments in the office. I'm all about cocktailing. (laughs) We love our cocktails, all all types. Oh, my gosh. I think I'm funny. Um, I, I love to mix and match my things that I put on my neck, on my chest. Sometimes I'll use a retinol. Sometimes I'll use a hyaluronic acid around this area. So I think it's I think it's okay. What do you think? No, I think it's good. But the difference with this is the low percentage of it. So I think Uh-oh. back to the barrier repair, there's been this huge movement of more retinol, more vitamin C. And vitamin C is inactive. So, yeah. But what this is doing is a very low concentration to slowly target the areas of the skin that need it without the irritation. So I don't know. I mean, it's consult your professional, of course, because you might need that strong retinol. But I do like the movement. I like, especially for the younger girls, getting into their skincare routines. It's a good place to start. I agree. Microdose your mushrooms, microdose your skincare. Yeah. In Colorado, (laughs) we like microdosing. It's legal, right? I don't know. (laughs) 
Just kidding. I didn't. We didn't. We don't microdose. <laughs> Last but not least. Okay. The domination of mineral sunscreen. So in 2022, mineral sunscreen is going to be the move because chemical sunscreen might not be good for your skin. Hmm. We live in a day and age where so much information, we have access to so much information. As before I'm back in my day, you just wore sunscreen. You didn't know like mineral, not mineral, uh, chemical. I personally don't mind chemicals. Uh, I also, I have an office where we use lots of chemicals, so we're not super organic. I appreciate them both. This is what makes the world different, is kind of finding what works for you and what works for your skin. What kind of reaction do you have to chemicals? We have some people that totally want mineral-based makeup and SPF, and I'm not against that. What I am super against is people who don't reapply. Yeah, that's number one. (laughs) So it's important for me personally, I don't mind chemicals. Well, there's a huge misconception too that mineral sunscreen is better because it doesn't have chemicals. It's naturally, you know, produced only natural ingredients. And that's not the case. I mean, all SPFs, including 100% mineral based SPFs are still produced synthetically in a lab. So the main difference between mineral and chemical Mineral sunscreen, it's a physical block from the UVA penetrating your skin. Chemical basically absorbs the light. So the theory that, you know, it's entering the bloodstream, this, uh, I mean, there's so many other theories, but like you said, it comes down to what works best for your skin. Mm -hmm. Another thing too, if you're at the store and you're trying to decide, is this mineral? Is it chemical? There's always going to be one differentiator. And a mineral sunscreen, 100% of the time, the two main ingredients are going to be titanium dioxide, zinc oxide, or a combo of both. People used to avoid mineral sunscreens because they'd have that white cast on their face. They're not built the same anymore. No. No. No, they're a a lot more different now. I mean, isn't the color science mineral base? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's come a long way. And you don't have to have the white pasty look on your face anymore. But again, I think it also comes down to what you're comfortable wearing. Are you comfortable with just minerals? I'm okay with that. What do you use? I recently started using Elta MD. It's uh, mineral based. So the UV clear and it's very safe for acne. It has niacinamide in it. So it definitely helps repair the barrier. Um, but I just like the way it feels and there's no white cast. Even my boyfriend uses it and men hate SPF because it gets stuck in their beard, but I think that's our top seller. Um, I like the skin better. Mm-hmm. Tone smart. That's so, a good one. Um, again, it's just finding what, what works for you. Pick your poison. But I do think that that prediction came true. There's a huge wave of the mineral. Well, I can't believe we are halfway through the year and it's crazy to see that most of those predictions actually have come to pass. So I am interested to see what's going to happen with the remaining six months we have, six or seven months. I can't remember. Six. I think moving into summer, of course, it's a whole different wave of skincare, right? I'm a believer that you should not have the same skincare routine in winter as you do summer. A lot of us are in the heat, a lot of, especially Coloradans, we do a lot of a- outdoor activities, whether it be hiking, biking, all that fun stuff. I don't personally, but... <laughs> Same, I, hiking I and camping is... <laughs> I know people who do. 
So I'm interested to see what continues to trend with social media, with TikTok being, you know, primarily where everyone's going now for their tips on skincare. I want to see kind of what unfolds. Here's my prediction. What is it? That there is going to be a very heavy, heavy focus on internal affecting the external. So what you are drinking, consuming, and that just might be because I'm on a new kick now where I've seen a difference, but I feel as if every time I get on the internet or Instagram, it's healing from the inside out. I believe that. I think that's a good prediction. I'm also interested in healing my gut. Mm -hmm. I'm saying how I want to do this fast, um, maybe not for summer, but in September to really heal my gut, a lot of our skin issues come from our gut and what's happening on the inside definitely shows on the outside. So I think that prediction was great, Lex. Um, but I'm not giving up drinking anytime soon this summer. It fucking sucks. <laughs> I will do it September. Maybe we can do like who wants to do it with me because I'm a little nervous to to leap into that and it's not for anything that – about diet or losing weight. It's truly to heal the inside of my gut. So yeah, I'm excited. It's six months left. I predict this podcast is going to take off and we're going to have Sierra as a guest. Yes. <laughs> and that I will be doing her skin for Bronco season. That's my prediction. That's, I mean, that's a manifestation and prediction. <laughs> but wait, I wanted to throw in one more thing about my prediction before we wrap it up. Okay. I have noticed the most significant difference in my skin within a week. And you want to know what I did? What did you cut out? Uh, well, so I'm, as mentioned, I'm going through health stuff. We're going to talk about in a later episode. I cut out a lot of foods. However, the main thing I changed is I started drinking alkaline water only. And there are so many different opinions. The pH of your water can impact it or not. I mean, I was drinking Brita water. We all know the Brita is a crock of shit. <laughs> but I used to slap on Eucerin, layers of it, layers of it. My skin was crusty. I can I haven't worn lotion all week on my skin, and it is really soft. Hmm. So alkaline water and mineral water has to be from a natural spring. So trend prediction from the inside out, lots of focus on water because, damn, it works. <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in, you guys, uh, and our latest predictions – also want to mention our Women 22 is coming up July 10th. Please tell your girlfriends. It's going to be in the parking lot. If you don't live in Denver, fly out. We'd love to see you. And we'll catch you guys next week with some hot men. Happy Father's Day also, everyone. Happy Father's Day, Daddy. Bye. It hurts to be pretty, pretty, pretty.